No, it's a guy I fan I've fantasized about for a while, <laughs> and I finally got him in house. I mean, I just he fell into my lap. Uh, I'm ready to talk Dodgers. Nice. Let's do it, man. I'm in. <laughs> so, uh, you know, can we can we disclose your last name? I don't even think I know your last name. Yeah. Sam Schottmeyer. Sam Schottmeyer. All right, man. Well, it's good to meet you. It's good to, mm -hmm. good to finally talk to you. I feel like we rescheduled little, at least three times. It's kind of funny. Like, I was um, on, like, both ends of the spectrum. So, I, uh, I, uh, I parent... 50% of the time split custody. Mm -hmm. So like the day I was doing my interview with Heinz, that was like my no kid night, go ahead, throw yeah. together a Thursday afternoon happy hour. And then this is the opposite end of the spectrum. This is Sunday night, three kids sleeping in bed and me just sneaking away to, to pop off. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think, uh, I think kids are a higher priority than MLB pro. Ah, oh, I think they, I think they get it. And it, they're fine. They love baseball too. So that works out well. Um, yeah. So let's talk Dodgers, dude. I, I, I don't actually know how long you've been in the league either. Have you been in since inception or just for a number no, of I've years? Been, uh, my first year was 2017. Okay. So the first, uh, 2022 will be my what sixth season. So I think we yeah. came in around the same time. That's cool. So what did you inherit when you, when you came in, what did you take over with the Dodgers? What did that thing look like? Um, I think it was pretty much a losing club up to that point. Was it really? Um, yeah, let me take a look. Yeah, um, between 2012 and 2016, the most wins in the season was 83. Um, just a lot of, what, third and fourth place finishes in the division. Oh, man. Um, I, I inherited uh, Jerks and Profar, who's still on the roster, I as well that. as Jared Cozart, right? Um, besides that, I think most of that, well, most of what I inherited has been jettisoned. Okay. Yeah. But that profile contract does still hold you down. He was one of the guys I was looking at. I think I was like kind of perusing the entire infield and saw mm -hmm. you got like Enrique De Leon, Jerkson Profar, and uh, even is Javier Garcia still on the roster too? Yep. Yeah. He's, and those uh, guys are all kind of like, yeah. they make pretty big money. I don't even know if it's big money for, for playing in LA. Like they even make a dent in that budget, but like, when I look at it, you've got like two middle infielders accounting for what, like 30 to 40 million over the next three years. Like, does that even, does that even strap you for being able to go out and pursue free agents? Not really. Um, Magic Johnson, my owner has been uh, fairly generous with his money late as especially of late. Um, the budgets uh, continue to increase uh, over my tenure here. Um, so and by the way, I signed that Profar contract. Um, you signed it? Okay. Yeah, I didn't inherit that. Gotcha. But yeah. What did you see when you when you signed Profar to that deal? Because obviously, like he, he looks like an elite defender, right? If I remember, he's like an 80-rated guy um, up the middle. Mm -hmm. and But the bat is just kind of like, he's like a low OBP, kind of lower average, a little bit of pop guys. What, what did you see when you signed him to the deal that made you do that? Well, he was, he was once a, I would, I would once, he was once a superstar. Okay. Um, the bat was um, way better at the time I signed him. So in 2016, he had a, what, eight war, it looks like. 2017, um, that's when he signed that extension. I think he signed that extension going into 2017. 
and he put up, you know, he had seven war and it's just been coming down ever since, unfortunately, but he's still got a great glove. Yeah. So totally. I think, I think, I, I, I think he's still in the plans. Um, and I think he's still a very valuable player. Um, the bat, I wish the bat, you know, but it looks like it's kind of, um, I guess the decline is kind of settled. You could say past two years, it's been uh, 88 OPS plus for him. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he looks okay. So, I mean, regardless of what you've got now, you know, I didn't go back to the beginning part of his career. And even like, as I'm kind of going through it, this looks like a guy who was a pretty decent hitter, but pretty consistently like, you know, in that 18 to 20 home run range. And then he must've hit kind of top, high top that lineup. Um, and like you said, yeah. those are some mediocre teams for a bit there too, right? Yeah, uh, he yeah he was yeah he was probably the three hole hitter for um, the first couple of years. Okay, and then we just had to adjust at that point. And it's, it's he's still only twenty eight, so it's kind of unfortunate that the decline has hit um, this soon. But he's still a great defender, and so we still really like him um, at shortstop. Yeah. And, you know, you've got him as a, you got him as a captain on the team, which is super important too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's great to have both those things. And, you know, as we were chatting through some of these other teams, we were making notes, there's so many teams that are looking for guys that play up the middle, specifically shortstop. And those guys are just tough to come by. So it kind of doesn't yeah. matter what you pay them, especially if you're in LA. Yeah. How about, uh, how about Enrique De Leon as well? What are you thinking about him? <laughs> wow. That was a, he's, that's that's a head scratcher for me as to why he's he's just cratered um, ever since I acquired him from what um, Tampa Bay. Yep. Before the 2020 season, it's just it's just puzzling. Um, gave up quite a bit to get him. Um, I saw that. Right, Bryce Wilson. Um, I think is kind of the main guy. He's uh, he's about to emerge in the uh, Rays rotation. Then there's other. There's other valuable pieces I gave up there. And it just, uh, for whatever reason, the, the production is cratered, and he is not really in the plans um, in 2022. Yeah. Um, I'm looking to trade him and package him with a prospect. So if anyone if anyone wants to take on De Leon for a prospect, then I'll ha- be happy to do it. Um, it's just unfortunate there. but Has that a guy that you've shopped in the past or – you know, tried to shop no. a little bit at the deadline last year at all. No. No. See, after 2020, I was disappointed, but I was willing to uh, to give him another look at as a starting second baseman. Um, so I didn't consider trading him after the bad 2020. Um, and not necessarily in 2021 either. I just – I think he may have been on the block um, during trade season, but – Yeah. No one – no one came calling. <laughs> no one that happens came with those guys who crater, right? Yeah. How about Garcia over at third? So he was the other guy I was looking at. Like, man, he came off. <laughs> like, it's almost like you're blessed with um, tremendous bad luck. He he also had a really down 2021. Are you expecting him to kind of bounce back or at least hoping yeah. he bounces back? I think he'll bounce back. Um, he, uh, let's see, 96 OPS plus in 2021. That is a, yeah, that is kind of a downturn, but I do expect him to bounce back and he'll, I mean, if we if we make a playoff push next year, I think he'll be an integral part of that. 
Yeah. Yeah. And is that kind of how you're looking at 2022? Are you looking to, to, to grab some more pieces? And I mean, you were what, like a game below 500 last year, right? And like you said, yep. the, the offense kind of underperformed. Um, the pitching, when I looked at the 2021 categories, they were pretty much the bottom half of almost every category you can evaluate as well. And um, yeah. it, it's rough, right? Because you've got this, I mean, not even budding superstar. You have a superstar in Juan Soto. You don't really want to go <laughs> into a rebuild, especially yeah. with the budget that Magic's throwing your way. Um, when you look at guys like, uh, you know, so Anonymous kind of threw a couple things out there too, right? These are the questions that I had too. So you've got Parker Markel and um, Jared Cozart. They're both mm-hmm. being paid a decent amount of money. Like you said, LA can absorb it. They're both free agents expiring after this year. Are these guys that you're going to look to extend? Definitely. Um, I think, yeah, I think both possibly could be extended. I understand that's a bit risky maybe. Um, to sign a long-term contract for guys over 30. But um, Cozart has been basically the, what the, the rock of this rotation ever since I've been here. Um, And, you know, looking at the, you know, he had 3.81 ERA in 2021, which was a career high, but I guess the, I guess the peripheral numbers are a lot better. Like the FIP, his FIP was in line with his career FIP. So there's really no concerns there. I think there was just some, I don't know, batted ball, bad luck, maybe. I don't know. And then Markel, yeah, he's basically the same profile. Yep. Um, I like him. He's, I mean, he's very close to the same profile as the yep. uh, same guy as Gozart. And, again, he had just had a bad year. Elevated ERA, but the peripherals are still in line. So I think some of that may have had to do with, you know, defense – especially at first base and field defense. These guys are both ground ball pitchers. So I had Chris Fletcher, if you didn't know, um, who, I <laughs> shift, who I shipped to the Mariners and he won a ring. But uh, I think, and then, but once we uh, got an upgrade there at first base, it seemed like the production of pitching staff went up. I mean, if you look at the defense on the whole is the, on the year last year, we were second in the NL in defensive efficiency. Um so that wasn't a problem. I think I think the home runs, um, a lot of home runs allowed for whatever reason. Which you don't think of really as a as a Dodgers owner, right? Like you think of that park suppressing most of that. I mean, yeah, obviously right. you got to play a chunk of road games in Colorado and Arizona, but no, I would I'm like uh, it was kind of a big problem out in the out in the pen, right? With Wilmer Font, um, yep. I'm not sure. He had like a. He, he gave up uh, two home runs for nine innings. Um, that's that's, that's amazing. That's tough to do. You've got to work at that. Yeah, it's not going to cut it, I would say. And then, like, who else? Like, Domingo Taipia I had out there. Though I think he was a midseason addition who had an elevated home run rate. I don't remember. It's all right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let me see. Yeah, then I acquired, yeah, Dennis Moore, I suppose, stabilized the group out there. Um, made it a little bit more tolerable yeah he was acquired yeah he was acquired for jordan walden i'm not sure if you remember that i remember that deal i remember i remember walden being moved yep um i really think that was kind of a steal for me i'm getting dennis moore who's under club control for a while um let's see it helped you spill some more of that money into the market so when you I mean, the last couple of years, there's been some pretty decently big free agent names in terms of starting pitchers out there. I haven't really looked at the market for this year. Are you considering adding someone to kind of put 
ahead of Cozart and Markel, just to kind of put like a real bona fide ace up in the rotation? Uh, not necessarily. I think in free agency, our uh, focus is going to be adding uh, adding a bat, maybe a couple, the right side of the infield, especially. And there's uh, a bunch of those. I did did quickly yep. peruse before we jumped on this call and saw there were a few. There is. I'm not going to spill the beans as to who I'm pursuing, but uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think I'll be pursuing one of the top, uh, let's say, second baseman. Uh, Don't spill too many beans, man. No, and besides that, I mean, I mean, we we tried for Alex Bregman, but fell short, obviously. Um, for some, yeah. uh, just didn't have the prospects, I suppose. Yeah, that's the tough part, right? Like I, I did look, I looked through the prospect pipeline for the Dodgers. I love that report. This is my mm -hmm. first month with this game, right? And I saw, you know, there's not a ton of talent down there. Have you shipped off a lot of um, like the draft capital over the past couple of years to to get some of these players? Or has the draft just not been that fruitful for you in the past couple of years? No, I've shipped off a lot of uh, prospects. Um, I just... I mean, what comes to mind is like uh, Luis Cruzado deal, Chris Fletcher, um, gosh, Enrico De Leon, all Jeffrey Moore, um, who I acquired from Brenton. Yep. Uh, yeah, those yeah those deals all were prospect laden, you could say. Yep. Um, so I've been I've been really trying to win, um, and that's still the goal. Uh, let's just say I'm I'm not a big fan of rebuilds. I just not many are. No, I don't have the patience in this league. Um, I'm I'm enviable of of whoever's undertaking a rebuild or who has in this league. Um, it's uh, I just can't do it. We have the budget. I feel like you know if I I can I can put together a roster every off season. Yep. Put you know through free agency we got you know a, a big budget. Um, maybe put together some savvy trades and uh, we have a contender every year. I know that, that may be hubris, but. <laughs> no, that's, that's the beauty of running like an LA or a New York club. Um, you know, the, the league that I ran or not ran the league that I was in prior to coming over to MLB pro I ran the Yankees. That was a beautiful mm -hmm. thing about the Yankees. And that team was a total disaster, but like there was never a budget concern. Whoever I wanted to sign, I could sign, I could extend whoever I wanted to extend. That's why I was kind of, asking some of these leading questions at the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, like when I went through the prospects for the Dodgers, I saw Jeremiah Jackson was kind of like the lone top 100 guy. Mm -hmm. He's, he's kind of like a glove first guy at shortstop, which aren't bad. As we discussed, those guys have, those guys have value. Is there any other guys that, I mean, you were talking about trying to, to put together a deal for Bregman. Are there other guys in the system that you're excited about? How are you, how do you think about the, the Dodgers minor league system? Are there guys yeah. to keep your eye on? Yeah. We had, Despite it being uh, one of the, I guess, lowest ranked farm systems, we uh, like a lot of the guys. As can, that's probably what most people say about their farm system. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, you know, in the Bregman deal, I was willing to basically part with, with anybody except Jackson. That may have been the fatal flaw, I guess, in that negotiation. But like, you know, Mike Ciani is a guy. Um, okay. Yep who was acquired from Tampa Bay in May 2020 and who is a what looks like a gold glove center fielder 
he's a guy I'm excited about. He should be debuting in Los Angeles in 2022. Uh, Braden Montgomery. Yeah, Braden Montgomery, who, uh, let's see, was it? Yeah, he, I drafted him this past or in 2021, and we're, we're really excited about his profile as a switch hitter, um, power hitting outfielder. Um, I mean, Xavier Adams, I think, is our second um, rated prospect. I mean, we're less fond of him, but we still like him quite a bit considering he's just 20 still. Um, and he has, what, what, six pitches to work with. And that guy's got, like, a toolbox. He's got, like, like a full assortment. Yep, and he's coming off, what, a 2.61 ERA in A-ball this year. So we're excited about him. Um, let me look. You know what the best part about Xavier Adams is, right? Give up zero home runs. That's that's what the, that's what the Dodgers are looking for. Did he? Oh yeah, he zero did. Home runs over fifty innings. Guy was guy was killer. Yep. And then uh, I think the one last guy I should mention probably is Andrew Painter. Okay. He was our. Uh, he's a starting pitcher. He was our first round pick in twenty twenty one. He's got. It's kind of like a. He's kind of like a project, and then he has the stuff already, but maybe the control is is a bit lacking. But um, hopefully he can – like the comp I came up with was uh, Garrett Cole. He kind of reminds me of Garrett Cole a little bit. Yep. Um, That's exciting. I mean, who's going to get angry about having a Garrett Cole in their system? No, but he's got to develop a little bit before he becomes Garrett Cole. But uh, – yeah, I think that's – I mean, it's not a deep farm system by any means. I still, though, like it uh, quite a bit. Sean Neubauer is a guy I acquired from Kansas City. He's a guy we pursued, um, what, deliberately, you could say. Yeah. Basically, yeah, the, the combination of stuff and, and control was really appealing there. And he should be debuting again in Los Angeles uh, in 2021. I think I missed it, but I'm flipping through and now I see it. Yeah, see so him. you've got no problem kind of pushing guys through fast too, I've noticed. Um, I think no. when Heinz and I were talking, he was talking about jumping a guy from <clears throat> eight ball to AAA to see what was going on. Is that something that the Dodgers are willing to do too? Just kind of breeze guys through the system and see what happens? Um, I think a little bit. I just remember with, there's an outfielder um, now with the Rays, Nick Plummer. Um, he'd made my, what, 2019 opening day roster um, when he very easily could have just been uh, kept at AAA, you know, to gain an extra year of service time, but we were willing to be aggressive there. So, yeah, I'm wanting to win, and I'm wanting to win immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. So, I mean, so, you said yeah. you said Siani could, could debut or should debut with LA this year. I mean, he's – He's essentially put together what it looks like 600 or so at bats or plate appearances in high A. So you're looking for somebody like Siani just to kind of bust through double A, triple A sort of yeah. quickly and then just move. I mean, he is, he is, um, he is pretty much glove first, right? So he has that going for him. Yep. And I mean, we think the bat could be above average for a center fielder, at least. I mean, we have, if we have Kurt Flank, Kurt Franklin already. Yep. Uh, I'm familiar with who, Kurt we're very high on we uh we eagerly pursued him uh when pittsburgh put him on the block in in july um and then we have 
then we have Juan Soto in right field who's not going anywhere, um, despite, let's say, Mitch's inquiries. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Jeffrey Moore. Yeah, he may supplant Jeffrey Moore in left field. We'll see about that, though. I feel like Kurt Franklin, and I could be wrong. I believe this is him. I think he terrorizes the Tigers. I only got like a series or two against um, Pittsburgh over the last couple of years, but I feel like that's a guy who just hit a bunch of home runs off of us and ended up just, you know, cursing his name most mm-hmm. of the time. Well, interestingly, <laughs> he was – no, interestingly, he was uh, he was a waiver claim by Pittsburgh. They just got him off of waivers from Oakland. Um, so that's quite the waiver claim, I would say. That is quite the waiver claim. I didn't realize that things like that came off of waivers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he had a, he had a big 2021. He put up over, you know, 20 homers and I think 70 RBIs and steals quite a bit of bases too. That yeah. guy, he moves, he moves things along out there. And you talked about Juan Franco, you know, flanking. Sorry, not Juan Franco. <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs> Juan confusing Soto. Juan Soto and Wander Franco. Um, yeah. Juan Soto, you know, flanking him out and right. How long do you think until Soto wins an MVP? I mean, it's got to be just a matter of time, right? I think, I mean, you can, I think he'll, he's going to be, he's on the verge of a, like, even, even further breakout in 2022. You know, it's hard to say that he hasn't broken out already, you know, uh, six war in 2020, 5.6 in 2021. Um, it's hard to say he hasn't broken out, but I think there's another level there. Um, and I think, since he was already kind of, he was in the running for a while, but he fell off towards the end of the year. I think he definitely should be in the thick of the MVP race in 2022. And, I would assume uh, so. He reminds me like the the way his stats have bounced around his first couple of years um, remind me a lot of real life Bryce Harper, where it's like you you know you know there's something else there. You've gotten a glimpse of you know the real high end talent, and then maybe maybe you don't see it as much you know for a season or half a season. But if he strings together an entire season, I mean, that guy looks like I, I think I think he could have a, you know, 50 homer season, 150 RBIs, just really blow some numbers out of the water. I mean, yeah. And he walks a ton, too. I mean, this guy, I mean, he does everything. I I would I would love to run across a player like this at some point with the Tigers. Like this is the type of player I fantasize about having an yeah. offense and don't have anything even close to. No, it's a guy I fan, I've fantasized about for a while. And I finally got him in house. I mean, I just he fell into my lap. Uh, I well, guess how'd you acquire him? Huh? How'd you acquire him? Uh, international free agent in 2018 gave him a five million dollar bonus, and he's just continued to develop. I mean, the outlook there then wasn't it was it was of a decent player, you could say, but not this. Oh yeah, I'm looking at that right now. So you can, yeah, you can look back at your. Uh, the like OS- the past scouting reports. Yeah, that's what I'm doing with the OSA stuff. Yeah. It's like, man, he yeah. went from being a guy who was who was a uh, 35 contact, 60 potential to within a year and a half being 70 contact, 70 potential, just mm-hmm. fully living it. And same thing with power, 40, 40 uh, current, 55 potential, all the way up to 75, 75. I mean, that's nuts. That's that's the kind of stuff you dream it about. Is. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be the next Gary Copeland because the strikeouts are, are still there. Um, and Copeland hardly strikes out if, in case you haven't oh, noticed. Oh, I've noticed. <laughs> I swear. I swear at the screen every single time I'm watching uh, a twins, a twins tigers game. And 
Um, I, I just, I can't handle that. We can't get them out. It doesn't matter if I set, if I set all the pitchers at like pitch around for the day or, you know, for a series against the twins, it doesn't matter. We won't walk him. We won't strike him out. He'll just hit the shit out of us. He does it every time. Yeah. He's insane. Um, I know he's been, I know people have been after him, but uh, what R Rocky hasn't budged. I don't think. I don't think so either. Well, no. man, I hope I hope I can run across somebody like Soto. That would be fantastic. Uh, let's see. I got a couple more couple more questions for you. Mm -hmm. uh, so, we talked about LA being this team with a crazy budget. You talked about you know what you want to add there on the right side of the infield. Have you gone out and looked to acquire some of these contracts? And I mean, we talked about Markle and um, and uh, Kozar being these guys who have one year left. Have you looked around at other teams' rosters to find guys like that where, hey, you know, for 15 million, I could add another guy because budget isn't really a concern to me. And, and, and players like that don't typically cost much in terms of prospect currency. Have you, you looked that route yet this offseason or no? Uh, not yet. I think we will if we fail um, in free agency. I mean, we usually like to look at free agency first because um, we don't have to acquire a prospect to get them, it's just money. Yep. So that's that's a, the first route we go to uh, to supplement our roster. But if for whatever reason we fall short, then yeah, we'll be looking. Even I mean, even yeah, as you mentioned, maybe even in the rotation. Even though I think we have five or six solid options there, I mean, we still may look to. We've we've talked uh, with a team and uh, about starting pitcher, and it just hasn't come to fruition yet. So yeah. yeah, and it's and it's a guy, yeah, he's he's got a decent salary. Um, so we would be, yeah, we're we would be interested in that, especially if free agency doesn't work out. Yeah, I mean, I just I just look at what you know, you've got to deal with Colorado and Arizona in that division. And I know you know that. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. those those rotations are stacked. And yep. their their offenses are nothing to sneeze at either. So when you think about when you think about the Dodgers and trying to contend with those two teams, where do you think the biggest place is that you're playing catch up? Do you think it's offense? Is that why you're, is that where you're kind of looking there and, and, and leaning there right now? Yeah, I would, I would think I'm, I think my pitching staff's do uh, for a bounce back. I think, I think really um, we're, we're wanting to supplement the offense um, as a means to catch. I think, I think the main team we're going to be uh, trying to pass is, the Diamondbacks. I mean, I think uh, I think the Rockies have kind of made it known that they're willing to blow up that roster. I mean, so I think uh, I think we're in a good position. I'm not gonna. I'm not ready to. You know, say I'm not ready to say that we're gonna win the division, but I think we're gonna be in contention for a playoff spot. And uh, in the division, our main our main rival or our main impediment is going to be the, uh, the Diamondbacks. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You got to keep your eyes on the Diamondbacks. That team's, that team's filthy. You know, I don't know if you listened to the, to the chat friends that I put together, but that was kind of my pick for first team to win an NL world series. I think that team looks really solid. Yeah. Um, I think you're right about, um, well, Carson with Colorado. I mean, he's put a lot of big name guys on there that, that almost looks like a quick retool rather than, you know, the mm -hmm. dreaded, Full rebuild there but you're right he I mean it could be something where you catch Arizona on an off year Colorado's taking a year to retool you know and you can you can squeak something by there or maybe even find some luck in the wild card game as well so when you're thinking about 
2022 Dodgers say yeah. you got to catch the Diamondbacks. Where do you think you finish in the division? How many wins? How many wins do you think is is feasible for the Dodgers? You know, kind of that over under number, and and what are you shooting for this year? Yeah, I would put the over under at let's say uh, ninety. I mean, we only won eighty games last year, so I'm not gonna put it at let's say ninety five. I mean, my goal, no. you know, my goal is ninety five or so. I mean, I'm not necessarily expecting that, but I'm expecting to be a a playoff contender. So, um, and are I you think, kinda... oh, go ahead. No, I think I'm gonna fall short of of catching the Diamondbacks. I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna declare that I'm gonna catch the Diamondbacks. I just think um, their roster is too much for me. Yeah, <laughs> but, probably um, a smart move. I mean, with the way I've heard you talk about the Dodgers and 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 moving from 80 wins to even 90 wins, I mean, you've got to be thinking, man. First of all, I've got to recover like four or five wins just from the roster, right, of mm-hmm. guys who underperformed. And then, you know, we talked about Juan Soto. I mean, that guy that guy might have another three wins left in his bat by himself, right? So yep. when you start thinking about just a little bit of rebound, a little bit of, little bit of progression from Soto, you're already at seven wins. And, yeah, you should be able to buy three wins as the Dodgers on the free agent market, right? It, 90 shouldn't be out of the realm yeah. of possibility. And we're also, I mean, we're also super high on our catcher. Jerry McDonald. I'm not sure you've looked at him yet, but um, we we feel he's on the verge of a breakout and could be a top five catcher in the game. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I saw the homers, right? And, I, and I've, I've seen all the little green bars. That guy doesn't give you any yellow <laughs> or orange anywhere. So, yeah, he gets yeah. me excited. I also then, you know, look at his numbers and go like, does he, yeah. does he underperform like every other goddamn Dodger on this, ro- <laughs> on this roster right now? Yeah, it's it's uh it's kind of baffling i mean he was only it was his rookie year i believe for me he may have uh i think he's got a couple two yeah year and a half we'll call it yeah um i just yeah i mean i think he's on the verge of a breakout (laughs) i mean uh could be could be hopelessly optimistic there (laughs) but uh i just think uh but he's he's one we're watching like i think if he you know, puts up, let's say a five war year, that that's probably a good marker for, for our, he's probably a good marker for uh, how we're doing as a team. I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, if he's, yeah, if he's on a five war pace, you know, I think we're probably doing pretty well um, with the rest of the, with the rest of the roster we have, man, I feel confident. I like that. And I, and I, I sense that from you. And I think it, I think it's easy to be confident when you run LA and you, are even coming out of a 50-50 season and you have a Juan Soto on the roster and you have a big budget to play around with, mm-hmm. it's hard not to be optimistic. And um, it's it's funny, like I, I looked through your roster and, you know, we talked about all these players who kind of had this down year, off year, half a good season. Did you have any clubhouse troubles? Like I've, you know, I've been pretty in tune with watching how everything happens in that clubhouse, you know, during this mm-hmm. rebuild. Did you guys have any problems like that? Um, I don't think so. I, I think also, you fired the manager, though, right? Yeah, they, uh, Derek Jeter was relieved of his duties after this year. Um, I, I think that just more had to do with it. Just, it was just time to move on after a couple disappointing seasons, um, especially uh, looking at the potential replacements. But I don't, yeah, I don't think that, I don't really think the origin of this was clubhouse uh, issues. It's just um, bad luck. I mean, if you recall. Um, Luisio Cruzado was in the Cy Young uh, race. 
Yep. Um, before he what tore his tore his elbow, tore his UCL. Yeah, he he had like a one point three ERA through June or something like that. Um, I just said the underperformance. I mean, and De Leon, unfortunately, has seems like he's a uh, he's not going to bounce back. So he contributed there and on the pitching staff, especially, especially the starting staff, the top two, I would consider Cozart and, and Markel. Um, and that's, then we, what, then we, we traded away JD Martinez and uh, who else? I think Chris Fletcher. Yeah. I remember so, those deals. Yep. I mean, Man, well, yeah. I feel like I know a ton more about the Dodgers than when I started and like I said, this is like my main motivation for this. Like, I feel like every time that I do one of these, I learn so much more about the rosters and, you know, I'm only taking like a 20 or 30 minute look at all these teams just to kind of cruise through all the players. So I'll miss things. Like I won't go back necessarily and look and see that Jerks and Profar was an eight war player six years ago. Right. Like I'm just kind of looking at the most recent three year stats that pop mm -hmm. up and see what I can see. But um, man, it's cool to like, hear you, hear you talk about the Dodgers and, like you said, like you're enthusiastically optimistic and it's, it's a great, it's a great place to be. And um, I'm glad that you have a great fit with the team that you run. I mean, you wouldn't be able to run the A's. You wouldn't, wouldn't be able to run teams that have to, you know, not just rebuild right now, but just have to have that cycle of rebuild. There's not enough money. Yeah. You just, it sounds like it's not your thing. It's not. I mean, if, I mean, if I were, uh, I don't think I'm ever going to come off the Dodgers. Uh, it's not because though I have a huge budget out here. It's just, it's just hard to like, it's hard to abandon what I've built already. I mean, as yep. you probably know, and everybody yeah. knows. I don't think I'd be able to walk away like Heinz did and just, you know, build up a mm -hmm. top prospect system with 32 guys in the top 500 and just go, my work's done here. <laughs> just, you know, no. jet off to battle you guys out in the West. I don't think I could do it. Yeah. I think, you know, if there's a championship along the way, I think we'd be more willing to go to another team. Yeah. But until then, I think, I think the Dodgers are going to be mine. Man, I love it. 